Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rod by Boyd Podcast. Alright, welcome to the newest episode and latest episode of the Hot Rods by Boyd Podcast. We are fortunate to have a rad guest today, hot rod photographer, a longtime friend of uh, Chris's father, Boyd, and uh, is responsible for some uh, major iconic images. Let's welcome to the show. Dennis Vignetti. Dennis, right thank you for coming out, man. You're welcome. You know what? Dennis and I, just just to let you know, Dennis is actually was on the first unofficial podcast of HRBB, but he was helping us through the technical aspect of it. It kind of just, it the technical end didn't work out the way we did, and I, t- I wanted to regroup with him. So now we're coming back, and you're, you're, you're back. Now you're here. Beautiful. Because you got some great stories. Beautiful. And you know what? I I, do. I got to say that, you know what? Um, Our world is captured now in video and still photography. And uh, sometimes the the only exposure that people get to some of these cars are through pictures and and movies and TV. So it's it's such an important thing. I know that now everybody has an iPhone. Everybody has a Samsung phone. They think they're a photographer, right? I know. I know this bugs the exactly. shit out of you. No. And, and and but I get it. I get it. Uh, but realistically, it's uh, it's it's a great time to be alive with this stuff. So See let's let's rewind a little bit here, because Dennis, you know what? You just weren't born yesterday. You uh, you are a classically trained uh, Brooks. You're making fun of me now. No, I'm not. I'm not you making are. fun of you because listen, you are a classically trained photographer. You went to Brooks, okay? Right on. When did you go to Brooks? Let's let's go back there. I was the youngest to start Brooks in 1969. Wow. At 19. And where was Brooks at that point? That was in L.A. That was in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Okay. Montecito. And that's when you met Mike? I met Mike, who was in a class or two behind me. And uh, we graduated, and then we went our separate ways. I went to Chattanooga, Tennessee. He Interesting. Went to, he went to Hollywood. Wow. We kept together and uh, kept in touch because we we're from California. And then we got together and said, hey... We can do this. Let's open up a studio. But we had no money. No money. And this is in the 70s, early 70s. 1973 is when we got together and planned it. 74, we got his father to loan us some money to execute the studio. 75, we're sitting around going, where's the business? Mike's wife's pregnant. He just graduated. Let's make some money. So what did I have to do? Knock on doors. I was the salesman. Yeah. Photographer. That's how I knocked on your door. Yeah. The dynamic always, uh, you were always a, a, a skilled photographer, but you seem to be the sales guy of the, of the duo, right? The mouth. The, the mouth. The mouth. We can do it. Yes, we can. Your dad said, can you pick up that car? I said, I'll pick it up on a transporter. He looks at the transporter. He goes, you're not using that transporter. You're signing a contract for a million bucks if anything happens to that car. I said, whatever. Then your dad goes upstairs to get the contract. I tell the guy to put it on the flatbed. 
and get it to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and that you, so you, you basically, let's see, I met you around uh, what 2000, I think it was 90, maybe 2000 yeah. when we were over there off East. Right. Um, and I think one of the first gigs that you got from my dad was he built these, uh, the, 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 the pro ride chassis suspensions. Exactly. Yeah. So he calls you and he says, Hey, Basically, oh, you want to be a photographer? Here, I got some suspension. So they built these mock-ups that were like a front and rear uh, clip of these suspensions my dad was building. And they were going to take them to these car shows. They were totally bitching, but they wanted to photograph for a catalog. And that was your first job. That was the very first job, foot in the door. Ended up costing you a little bit more money than you expected. No, right? no. I don't think it cost us anything. But it could have cost us the whole account. Because, well, go ahead. And you, you tell the story. Because I had my son pick it up in his uh, little Chevy truck. And I told him to strap it down and get it back to the factory quickly. Because they needed to go to SEMA or wherever you were going. And he slammed out his brakes on the 55. And the thing came through his back window and almost killed him and put a little scratch in the red paint, Boyd red paint. Yes. I said, just take it back there and make sure they get it. The next week, I, my son's all upset about it. I said, don't worry about it. Boyd calls me and he says, Dennis, the photographs are great, but what is this little scratch here on the red paint. I said, I don't know, but do you have some touch-up paint to fix it? He said, yes, but don't do it again. Anyway, so that's the first job I got for it. And that was the start of it. And then, then you photographed. So at that point, I think, then did you photograph Led Zephyr? I think that was the first. That was the first big car that you first photographed. Big car. Correct. And then after that, I mean, you photographed all our wheels. You photographed pretty much every car that you came know, out of the I shop. You know, I hung around the shop to, to get anything I could, mainly the cars, but then the wheels and any accessories I could do just to be the, you know, kind of like a staff photographer uh, or, or being able to service you anywhere I could. And so that evolved into more and more things. Yeah, and you know, that was a good time there because then shortly after you had the, the Discovery Channel show come on. Um, but, you know, looking back, it's... So it, a, lot of my, a lot of people know of my dad from American Hot Rod, right? They know of him from that TV show. And, and if, if you ask anybody that just started watching, knew him by that, they'd think that he started his career in 2000. Right, but that's not the case. That's right. not true. He he won all. You know, he some of the most influential cars that he produced were happened, you know, twenty years prior to that. So it's just important how documenting history is. That's why we're doing this podcast, right? So we can get people like you and just get these people that were there, and we can talk about this stuff and just talk about these little details that you can't just get just from googling something, right? So, but there there were guys that that worked for my dad. Uh, in the 80s and 90s it took a lot of photographs but they took them on their own they weren't professional photographers but it's great to see that stuff but if you could just go back in time and one thing i would probably do would be like 
you know, wish we would have met Dennis back in 85, 84, right? And then just, hey, come by, come by and photograph this stuff and just document this stuff. You know, I knocked on your door back then. Yeah. Okay. When you guys went big time. And I believe there was a guy named Chip. Yes. Who was running the art department and advertising. And your mother would say to me, I'd knock on the door. I'd say, who do I have to talk to? To I'm a photographer and blah, blah, blah. Chip. Chip wouldn't see me. Chip wouldn't see me. Ever. I've never met the man. Yeah. To this day. Really? You've never met Chip? Never met him. He's the nicest guy, everybody says. Yeah. But he never had he time He never gave to you the time of day. Me. Really? Well, I mean, depending on when that was, because I remember he was... As That's when as you got the transporter. You're well, big. but yeah, but I mean, back then, you know, back then you had the, you know, go to um, Hot Rod Magazine photographer guys and the people that were going to give you exposure in those magazines. So I get right, that. Right. You know, you kind of were, you had a, a big background in Italian. Exotics. I was a hack. No, you weren't a I hack. I was knocking on the door saying, hey, do you have any work for me? No, you weren't a hack. Um, but you were more into a lot of the Italian exotic cars, you know. You were you were into a, you were kind of like the all automotive guy, you know. Everything. And I, I think also too, Chip had a relationship with some other guys, and you just hey, it's all that's hey, that's that's how this business works. And when you look at that guy's work, you can see his work a mile away. I know who did it. Yeah, Chip had that relationship with that guy oh yeah was what scott over there what was it called photo design yeah 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 no they were decent guys they were over there but they were in your neck of the woods they probably their studio was only maybe a couple miles from yours hey, we were all fighting you know yeah but i mean you know what i mean when i look at it's kind of cool to look at some of the stuff that you photographed and and as a kid growing up i remember you know hey steve you remember uh, like spencer's remember spencer's gifts oh yeah okay so those Lamborghini posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The Lamborghini Countach. Where, where you'd flip through like the big posters. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen Dennis's work there. Okay. For sure. Right? Like these Lamborghini Countach posters and like the chicks in bikinis in the 80s and stuff. Like, oh, this, this yeah. Is, this Did is, all that stuff. So you're, that was, you're like the one that inspired Warren's cherry pie? Like, all, all, that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff, right? Yeah. That, that was... That was their era, like the you big know, posters. Yeah, they were they walls. were about the posters and that eighties look and well, the. I mean, when we grew up, how many posters did you have in your room? Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, it whether was... it was sports or surfing or cars or. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you guys didn't do the the Farrah Fawcett poster from you back know, in the day with the brown round uh, one bikini or whatever. You know, didn't get to do that, but we did some like it. Yeah. Okay, but that was the big one. That was the big one. No, but, but you know what? I mean, that's the thing is with Dennis. I think Dennis is definitely, you're definitely the automotive enthusiast. Out of Like you and Mike, right, balance each other out. Mike likes to be behind the scenes, post-production, you know, bring them into the studio. I'll shoot them. I'll, I'll, I'll finish it. Hey. But hey, Dennis, you're the car guy. You're the people guy. You go out there. I get to drive them all. And you get to drive <laughs> them all. And you know. It's the best part, right? I mean, Mike's a, <laughs> Mike's a car guy. He, 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 hey, he, he likes cars, but he's. I got a great story about Mike. Yeah. We were so busy at your factory, the uh, car creation in, La, in La Habra. And the wheel in La Habra. 
that we were shooting in the front, shooting in the back. Mike had to actually get out of the studio, lights, camera, action, you know, knows where everything is. I said, you got to come out and shoot this shot because I'm in the front shooting other stuff. So Mike's in the back setting up on you and your brother and your dad in the back of the shop. Yeah. And your dad says, hi, Mike, how's it going? And Mike's going, Jesus, nobody knows me. But your dad yeah. remembered Mike, who never saw him in the studio twice when we did the Aluma truck. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what it was is Mike never gave my dad as much shit as you gave him. <laughs> That's why. So my dad's like, hey, out of the two, I kind of like this Mike guy. But, a little but Mike is like, to this day, he goes, not a face in the crowd. Boyd yeah. recognized me. No, Mike's a good guy. Mike's, you know, uh, I, the story I like about Mike is, okay, so Mike, Vietnam vet. Yes. Purple heart. Two. Two purple hearts, right? But, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, so so when you go, you go to the studio, right? You go to Dennis's studio back in the day. Once you made friends with Mike, you got introduced to a couple things. You either got introduced to his Vietnam photo album, or you got in, you got introduced into the uh, the 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 what what do we call that the F- female uh, the art of the female F- the beauty of the female body there you go right uh, inspiration so, uh, yeah yeah so so on one end of it the cool the cool end of it uh, with the Vietnam deal was so Mike was in Vietnam for I don't know how many years he was there but the shortest tour you could do but he got two purple hearts. And the thing was, his dad, his dad worked for Kodak, right? Yes. So his dad worked for Kodak. So his dad, the, his dad would ship him film, right? To Vietnam. Right? Ship him film to Vietnam. Mike would then ship it back to get developed. So Mike's got some pretty cool stuff wow. photographed by himself uh, of Vietnam, his tour in Vietnam. Right. Um, right. But then the other part of it is the little flip book of all the women. <laughs> That's true. You, right. you remember that, don't you? Of course. So, so you go there, and it's like it's amazing because you, you're expecting to open this up, and it's just like supermodels getting naked. But no, it's not. And you know what it is? It's just all the above. It's every. You just it, you know, it's just like the 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 the, the lady that brought her car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my my imagination's so, wandering. I, no, I, I, I gotta tell you. I, well, I'm trying to hope I don't get anybody in trouble. I've but, got, but, I've got <laughs> some photographs <laughs> of the panel truck that we shot for somebody yeah. else, right? Yeah, with that blonde. Yes, and I've got some of the best pictures, outtakes of that. And, and I forget her name. God, what, Sandy. Sandy. Sandy Westgate. But listen, that's right. Right. So I'm directing. Mike's the photographer. Yes. I'm directing. Of course. Lights, camera, action, clothes, change of clothes. So I'm setting up the shot, you know, uh, and doing this and doing that. Okay, we're going to change clothes. I turned around. We have a changing room in the back of the studio for models. I turn around the mic. I go, okay, we're going to change. She changes right there on the set. Everybody's smiling. What's the big? What's the big deal? But no, anyway, no changing room needed. No changing room needed. Well, no, let me ask you now. I mean, you've photographed quite a number of cars, in, you know, since from two thousand on. What was probably 
at the time you were shooting, because I know that there's some, we can talk about that. There's some that after the fact where you're looking back, okay, that was an important shoot. But at the time, what, what, what was one that you, like everything clicked off right, everything just went smoothly, that you were like, wow, this is, this. I'm capturing this right now. Which one was that? Are you talking about Italian cars or hot rods? Well, Boyd cars specifically, you know, but also I'd like to listen, like to know about you know. Well, first of all, the Olympic track with with uh, the Boyd Coddington family was great. Yes, okay, that's historic. Which is, uh, that's been photoshopped many many times. You know that. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but the we original have, the original photography uh, with yes. your father. Yes, that was a good time. Uh, that was a good time. But I was saying, as I was prepping uh, about um, some of the cars that we shot, I remember the day I was fired. 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 I don't know if you were fired. Get off your get off the premises, Dennis, on a Sunday afternoon. You had spaghetti sauce on your shirt. On my shirt because I was cooking for the family traditional Italian American family everybody comes over on Sunday and I had to depart as I was cooking to photograph the ghetto princess and a hopper and I come on to the factory and I was promptly fired by a woman who was running the place at the time because I didn't sign a document to be on the TV show which woman was this it would be that twit. Excuse me? Joe Coddington. So she fired you. She fired me. But she didn't fire you for long because I remember I seeing you Wait like a the minute. next day. Wait a minute. That's that. because of your father. That's yeah. because of your father. But that day she fired me. And I'm leaving. And I said, I'm fucking going to shoot this car. It's sitting right there. She, you know, she disappeared in the front office, and I just shot everything I could, up, high, low, interior, whatever I could do, because you guys were prepping the car to go to the Marine base. Well, let me tell you what, out of this this whole scenario, I think that you actually shot the vehicle from up above my dad's office, and you got the one shot that my dad says, I love that shot. So what you did was... You, you shot the Ghetto Princess in the middle of the shop with all the projects around it. And then what you guys did was you took you took and bled the color out of everything around it except the the, the antifreeze green <laughs> That's the, right. Ghetto Princess, right? So what you have is in the middle of this big, huge hot rod shop, you got the Ghetto Princess in the middle. And they just desaturated all the color out of everything else. Yeah, it was like Photoshop before Photoshop, but like using well, like... Fire and art skill, like yeah, yeah, no, black well, and white. This is yeah. The, the the shop was black and white, and here you had the beautiful green. Yeah, no, I saw the photo. I, I yeah, just yeah, popping so, off of and, it. And you know that was one of the photographs my dad really really liked. Yeah, like he because you guys had blown that up, and we we did a poster size of it. Yeah. Um, and and no, that that was that was cool. So do you know what? So out of all that negativity, you just said screw it. I'm going upstairs, and you got that shot, and then. You guys just did what you had to do. On my way out the door and your father. With spaghetti sauce on your shirt. Yes. <laughs> Gravy. 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 Uh, <laughs> I'm not going over there from Yorba Linda 
and not getting a shot of a car, specifically that car. Well, yeah, it wasn't like you were there just to hang out. You were there to do a job. No, and it was Sunday. Come on, Sunday. You know, yeah, come on. You you interrupted the family pasta meal. Come on. So I was pissed off anyway, and I said, I'm shooting it, and, you know, I got it. Well, and you know what? Um, that's the one thing I like about Dennis is he he's, he's just got a taste in cars all across the board. Like, he's it's got good taste. Yeah. You know, he likes the Italian cars, likes the hot rods. You know, I mean, it's just it's just one of these things. This is a guy that'll hang out in the, the dingiest garage in Orange County, but then he also gets dressed up and shit and goes over to Pebble Beach. Yeah. Well, right, hey, with, all, with, with his Ferrari jacket and his racing hey, shoes before, on. Before we get too far away, uh, yeah. the, the, the Ghetto Princess is a beautiful car. So I think what a 59, a 59 Chevy, 59 Chevy. They turned into a roadster. Dude, it's just, uh, I, I guess I grew up around a lot of low riders yeah. and, and seeing those kind of cars takes me back, especially with that kind of paint job. Granted, I, nobody in the hood or in the barrio had like that kind of paint job, but that is oh, so low rider esque. Oh, just, for sure. It's, it's, it's such a beautiful car. And, and for you to capture it that way, Dennis, it, it just lives immortally in that photo, man. Listen. And that that's that's what amazes me. Like, you know what? But I, the I, but the artwork is Mike. Mike, you know, we we No, for sure. And and you know what? That's that's what um and you know we need to get Mike on this podcast. If, I wanted if, to if, bring him down. If he could you know, if if he could uh deal with us for an hour or so because there's the whole front end aspect of this business, right? That was the relationships of get, getting to access to these cars and, and, and all this. And then there's the, the post production end of it. And you know what? Um, look, you know, I know, I mean, you give me shit over the years, but you're one of my mentors as far as photography. So get it's like, out of here. So listen to me when I, I've been into photography for a long time and people go, Hey, I'm not, okay. I'm not a professional photographer. But I do take photographs professionally for my own business, and um, and you do you know, very well. Well, thank you. And, and but I've I've learned from learned from guys like you. I've learned from everybody I've come in contact with, and it's it's like, um, you know, it's it's the the uh, what, what am I trying to say? The 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 your, the co- your personal aesthetics or no? The the cost to entry is a lot lower than it was when you went to Brooks. Because how much is it? Co- <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> That's a joke. L- like, like, how much does it cost to go to Brooks right now? Well, first of all, Brooks is gone because nobody wants to do what we do. Case in point, okay. right there. But, but I mean, before they went out of business. But at the end, you could spend a hundred thousand dollars on, on how to take a good. But, but you know what? If you were really dedicated, and you got on YouTube, you could spend the time and learn how to take a good photograph. Right, they do, and they do, and and but that's that's what's so awesome about it. The other end of it is just because you have the best camera doesn't mean you can take the best picture. No, it takes a lot. You know, you, you know, there's a framing of the picture. There's the lighting. There's comp. There's just the composition of it all. There's all that. That you know what? It it even with me with uh you know, with some of my you know like Jeff at Sport Truck, we've been you know, camera buddies, if you will. And we've kind of went back and forth. And, you know, with my product photography, I've gotten to a point where I, I, um, I have a certain look that I like. 
up. But you know what? It's it's it's. Uh, but the motion, the last thing you did, Instagram the motion, that's great. Yeah. Well, you, but you know, I didn't do that myself. I mean, that's something that. But you directed it, didn't you? Well, you know, it was Steve. Steve did a, a lot of that. You know, we brought a guy named Brian in to do all the the, the photography stuff. Um, you know, I threw my little two cents in, but you know. Um, it's a different game now. It's a different game now. It's 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 easier to get into, but it's it's still one of those things where, with technology, isn't going to fix bad taste. No, no. You know? and, but I, I think like with the you know I, I think Des would agree with this is the reason you've gotten so good and the reason I, like I've gotten good at what I've done doing video production is practice. Yeah. You know, like even the most mundane thing, you know, like you were talking about like shooting like a, a million photos over family vacation. That's still practice, learning oh, composition, yeah. <laughs> learning light. Lear- well, digital photography has allowed you to, dude, I mean, I'll go to, you know, we, we'll go on a trip and I'll shoot a thousand photographs in a week and I'll show you 30. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not showing you the 900. I'll shoot 30 I'll, and show you one. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing with digital photography. It allows you to shoot a lot more because, I mean, it was a... It was a time-consuming thing and expensive back in the day when you had to develop and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Even when so, I went to college, I, I still took a photography class where you did it in uh, the, yeah. the black room and the dark room and stuff. And it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing at what technology has brought, though. I mean, because it's just upped everybody's game. Yeah. It's up, and you know what? What it does is, you know, all these guys that get all bitter about it. You know, I'm not talking about you right now, but I'm just I'm saying. I'm not bitter. Well, you're over here. I'm I, old. I, I, I look at Dennis, and he it looks no, like he's I'll all bitter. I'll go like this. When you guys used to walk in the Led Zephyr, yeah, and we have capes on our heads, you go, whoa, we're not, you know, we don't know what you're doing with that big camera, 4 by 5 you know, ground glass focus, lights, camera, action. Yeah. You say, okay, can I plug in with my 35 and take a shot? Now we have evolved. Yeah, to digital makes it so much easier, so much cleaner. It's it's fun. No, I mean it's definitely it just ups everybody's game though. Too. It does. It do, it's it's just like you can't sit there and be the bitter old photographer that's like, oh, well, you kids now, blah blah. You don't even understand. It's like, well, no, you know, hey, guess what? You want to still play the game? I mean, you still gotta have an eye for it. Yeah, but I laugh at people sometimes that. Oh, it's film. Film. I love film. And they're going back. Yeah. I want Fuji film and Kodachrome. And are you still getting that? that? I'm not, but uh, other people are. It's, it's start, no, it's starting to come back. It's like oh, the, the oh yeah, it things. is. Yeah, absolutely. Even uh, shooting an 8mm is still it's starting to come back. Yeah, come on. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Digital. Isn't is, there a filter for that now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuji film. That's a, on their camera. They have different filters. Well, you know what? Uh, I know I, I forget the name of the, the the camera now, but it's like the the Polaroid deal with the, you know, it's coming back. It's like you know, you people want something printed out and in their hands now. Well, that's you know that's instant. That's cool. Well, it's I, I I have the same thought about magazines. It's like okay, well, just the average throwaway magazine is kind of going to go away. You know, it's got to be you got to up your game. You know, it's, it might be a quarterly deal, but it might be 
something that you're you know you're gonna pay hey, 10 are 15 we bucks here to for. talk about cars or your photography whatever expertise. you want to talk about okay let's talk about oh. that what, led which one? zephyr yeah let's talk about the led okay, zephyr let's talk so about it behind me is a picture of led zephyr yeah, yeah. And let's talk about this. Yeah, let's talk so, about so, that. Uh, for all the listeners that don't know it off the top of their head, uh, let's talk about the year and what, what, what's that kind of what kind of body is that? that it's is a Chrysler. It's a Lincoln. 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 It's a Lincoln Zephyr. Zephyr. That my dad when my dad made his comeback in, in it was debuted in two thousand, no two thousand one, at the uh, Oakland Custom Show. Up and edit. That's uh, when we got it. Yes. So that was done. Um, I want to say that show is January, February up in Oakland. You know, we would get the car, the project to do. Yes. Five minutes before it was ready to ship. That I would have five minutes and I would beg for a day to get the shot done that I want to take all the shots under, over, around, and through, interior, everything. But I was going to tell you a story about that. Well, go ahead. Because everybody was nervous. I think it was the first car in our studio with the lights and everything. So the shot was to drop it down on on the floor all the way. But we couldn't get it up to get it out. Yeah. Couldn't figure out the airbags? We couldn't figure it out. That's because somebody left, and we're just photographers. I mean, I drive them, and I, you know, position them, and, but we, we couldn't figure out how to get it back up and out of the studio to the flatbed to get it to the show. So I think somebody had to come down. Yeah, because that was a crunch. I remember that when they did the Led Zephyr. I mean, the last couple of weeks of them building that to get it to the show, it was a it was a crunch time. So if you had it, you had it for just maybe an hour, right? Because then it was going up north. Correct. Unless you got it when it came back, but I doubt that. I doubt that. No, all the photographs that we took for the Dupont poster, Biotech, and all that stuff. Yeah. All those shots were taken in a half a day or, you know, a couple of hours that we had it. So that was it. So everything we did, nobody ever dropped off a car and said, take a week, do what you want. No, it's always like, I'll be back at five. Yeah. Can you finish this in an hour? Well, you know what? That that was a very important car because that was one of the cars that brought my dad's career, you know. He was building back his reputation. See, I never back. knew that. Yeah, see, because you you just came on board at that point. That's right. But um, let's talk. Let's let's fast forward to the last car you ever shot that my dad built, the French Connection. French Connection, which was really is one of those cars my dad never saw it completed in person. He saw it on photographs on his phone. Um, and but you you photographed that thing. I drove it. You and you drove it, and it was. Well, go ahead and let's talk. Let's talk about how that all came out. Well, car was shipped to us. Of course, there was no rush except it was going to appear in a magazine, 
and be published. So we had to do specific shots that the magazine wanted. Of course, I was doing this under contract, um, and so we did everything plus more just to cover it. We'll never see it again after that. It's going to the owner. So uh, we spent a day, a good day, and maybe more. Maybe we had it overnight. So if we did that, we, you know, everything was secure. We had alarms in the studio and all that. So we weren't worried about that. So we got to spend more time with the car and photograph every angle of it. The only problem with that car, which was a beautiful car, I drove the car, I never got paid for the car, for the photography. Is that the, that's the beautiful part? <laughs> <laughs> to this, no, no. In other words, everything we do is a labor of love, but you can't live on love alone. You need cash. To, Someone's got to pay that for that love. Yeah, Chris Rod's paycheck, so it's all Yeah, right. Or it's a checkbook, I should say. So at the time, you know, we have the studio, we have the operation to do it, that was the last contract car. Your father wasn't with us at that time, and things didn't work out the way they worked out when your father was with us. Yeah. In other words, I could talk to your father, and he was a different guy than lights, camera, and action, business to business. Everything was great, but without him around, things didn't work out the way we planned it. Oh, I get it. Okay. To this day... I think uh, people think that I've been paid for it, and therefore nobody owes us any money to use the images, which isn't true. But we'll just let that pass because I'm honored. In other words, I'm yeah, I mean, honored that, to be the last and only photographer to do that car. That was a beautiful car, yeah. and, and you know that was that was one of those things where it was. That 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 car, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, the, the in, it, I'm glad there was an ending point. I, I, you know, I guess, I guess there was a finish point for my dad when my dad passed away. Um, well, it makes there, a there, statement. That it, car it, makes it, a statement. It, it makes a statement, and you know what? Um, because of the 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 what the hay and the French connection, there's people like Rick Dor that went on with Marcel to build other coach style cars and hot rods because of those cars. I mean, he got a spot in line with, with Luke and, and, and Marcel and them to finish these other cars that were styled right after that, which I think is totally, I think it's great. I think it's great, but it's, it's, there was, there was a point where that was the last car 100% completed. My dad passed away. And you were able to photograph that car. A labor Beautiful of love. car. French Connection. Yeah. And, and you know what I'll say about that car? Uh, and I think this is kind of, I think this is the beautiful thing about that car. Your dad hung your hat, uh, hung his hat on doing these awesome billet wheels. That's like the one car I don't think the rims are showing. No. No, that, that's right? it. That's it. No, you're right. Steve, you're right. He's picking up, dude. Exactly. He's picking up, dude. Hey, he's the non-car guy, dude. Wait, in a year from now, he's gonna know more than me. He's just gonna shit. Yeah. No, no, but you know, you're right. See, that 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 was the thing. It was kind of like with that car, the wheels weren't the focus. Yeah, they weren't the focus. It was the the the. It was just 
the, the, no, I remember when my when my dad built the 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 what the hay right, which was based off of Dale hay. The wheels were a focus, right? The, the wheels definitely were a focus. It was badass. And, but then I started. My dad kind of got me hooked onto looking at these coach cars, like these the, the Dale Hayes and the Bugattis yeah. and stuff. And I remember, I remember looking at some of these full skirted cars, and I go, "Holy shit!" I go, "Dad." What about something like this next? He goes, eh, just wait, <laughs> just wait, because he already had Eric working yeah, on yeah, on right, some drawings, right. and he already was like, you know, and he, he was like, yeah, that's nice, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, the, the the one thing uh, I guess I'm kind of picking up about your dad's kind of artistic vision and, and his creations is that like when you look at your, one of his cars, your eyes not supposed to rest, like it's just like. Everything's supposed to be seamless. Yeah, like that, that, that's exactly that. it, Steve. Because, you know, one thing he learned early on was you start from the back of the car and you work your way forward. Nothing's supposed to catch your eye. It's just supposed to be just a fluid motion all the way through. Yeah, and, and, I'll, and I'll take that into Dennis's realm because the, 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 we were talking about this earlier uh, before we started uh, doing the podcast, how you got the lighting and, and those beautiful sheens that highlight the, 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 the curvatures of Boyd's creation. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and nowadays you could do that. I, I could do that in Photoshop with like a whack image in about yeah. five minutes, but it's not that organic look that you were able to achieve over well, and over again. Well, thank you, but that took a lot of work to get those lights right and get the reflections right on a car and so forth and so on. Yeah. Now you could do it at your computer but in, in selfie mode. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me, Dennis. Let me ask you a question here. So, you're a guy that's got a big Italian car background, foot photography wise. Stop. Well, what what kind of engine was in that? Uh, in the in French the fr Connection. It was a V12. It was, a, it was an old uh, offshore boat motor. Italian. Ita oh, Italian. Italian V12 boat motor. Yeah. Come on. Italian. Well, no. So what? I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is, so you you you're you're big time into the Italian exotics, right? Lamborghini, Ferrari, Ferrari Maserati, Ma Pantera. Right. Okay. So so you've been, but you're also into the you're also into the hot rod thing, right? So so the the convergence of both of these is is just the styling of them, right? Beauty is beauty. So when you photograph these things, I mean, it, it, you know. It's the lines, the reflection, the stance, the smell, the, the sound. I get to drive them. I get to listen to them. I get to, you know, do a burnout with them, not like your father did. <laughs> Notorious well, yeah. burnouts, but, you know. But... I can't say that I'm lucky, but I'm lucky because I got to do all kinds of neat stuff that people go, oh, you did this, you did that, you get to drive this, you get to drive that. Yeah, well, it's a job, but, you know, I guess I had fun, too. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you know, I mean, that's the thing is there's a lot of guys that just, they only photograph trucks. They only photograph hot rods. You know, you... Photograph like, wheels. You want to photograph everything, 
and it's like wheels in this and that. Did we do a good job you for did, you on no, the wheels? You did, you did a great job. You know you what you would a, say to me? What's that? Where's the money shot? Give me the jewelry. I want the jewelry. Yeah. No, I mean, you did a great job, and I learned a lot from mm-hmm. you. And I, you know what, I kind of tweaked, you know, it was kind of like I tweaked the way I wanted to see things from what I learned just from you guys. So. And you know where this guy took me? Where? What's that? Where? American Racing. Yes. I used to drive up there and load up my car with wheels. They go, we need them by tomorrow. Right now. I go, no problem. Shoot wheels all night long. And, and, and you know what? That was a whole other aspect of it because that, that's more of a, you know, that was more of a production thing. Right? That was more it's of a It's unbelievable like a, how many people with different lines did you have? Oh, we had five or six brand managers and, and I'm doing all that stuff thanks to you your father yeah. the company okay the mark and I and and it was unbelievable it was, it was so busy it was unbelievable now those are good times those are busy times for us they were busy they were good uh Everything. Uh, What's the? Let, let's talk about the most famous. Let's talk about the the most. We can talk about the most famous car you've ever photographed. It's probably some exotic Ferrari. Oh yeah. yeah. But let's talk about the, the, the let's talk about the most famous thing you've ever shot. But the most fun you've ever had shooting something because because wait right a, wait I mean, a minute you could, you, could, you could be shooting the most expensive car in the world and you go this is a one in a lifetime thing but it's kind of okay whatever oh and here's the freight at eight freight the, at eight uh the freight at eight is brought to you by shine sauce get the shine best shine in your rims with and, shine sauce in my ad photography thank there you there you go but listen the uh the cars that I do now, okay, for some reason, it's almost like I've photographed, you name a car, I've photographed it. Now, there's one photograph when you talk about, I've done Italian cars, I've done, you know, Dutch cars, I've done all hot rods, yeah. famous cars, not famous cars, but... I'd love to see a car that I photographed, let's say, 98. Yeah. Let's say I photographed four of them in one location. And I look at that photograph now and I go, who's got a photograph like that of me? I'm just a photographer. And here's four McLaren F1s that I had a photograph for a converter for people like Nicolas Cage and... Mike Tyson, stuff like that. And those cars knew, Jay Leno, knew cost a million bucks. Yeah. Okay? You know what they're worth now? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, just, I photograph cars that I go, geez, I wish I could have this car and blah, blah, blah. And I love them and they're unique and they're special. Well, they're so special that that car is worth $20 million plus for one now. Right. What yeah. an investment. And back then, it was a nice car, but it wasn't super crazy. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's it. like okay, but now it's like all these cars, you know, and you're going, you know, I, I photographed that Daytona Spider Ferrari, and it was, what, 
couple of hundred thousand, and now it's three million, and the GTO 288, and hot rods. You put a name on a hot rod, and it's like trading diamonds or something. It's like a work of art, okay? It's a Picasso. As you collect those things, they go up in value. Who would think? Who would think? Otherwise, I would have more cars from when I first started back in the 70s photographing Ferraris. I should have bought them. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's how some things have just gone through the roof. You know, look at Porsche 356 stuff. You know, some of this Ferrari and Lamborghini stuff. Porsche guys are nuts. The... you know, I did a T-shirt, and the guy said, "Oh, I love that T-shirt of a 356 Speedster, but it's not a Speedster; it's a Cabriolet." And I'm going, "Who would know? <laughs> it's got the frame huh. yeah. painted to the body, or yeah, something." Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there's always something to learn, but yeah. But I mean, um, there's a lot of history there because I mean, you've been photographing stuff since the 70s. Like automotive. 60s. Automotive. Yeah. 60s and 70s. Yeah. I mean, and some of that stuff, you know, some of that stuff is just like, I mean, as far as uh, back then, I was like, what is this? I'm just photographing this thing. And then, you know, like I get I get it, what you're saying. You fast forward to 2018, uh, come on. 2019. You grew, you grew up in this industry, and were you excited about your dad's creations in the garage? I didn't know any different. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I didn't get to appreciate that stuff until I was like a teenager or later because it was like. Then you could drive. You, you know what it is. Uh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Someone's hold on. Someone's got an email. I'm check an email. No, but um, no. You know what? What happened was. Uh, I thought that everybody had a little Bridgeport lathe. Oh, yeah. Bridgeport Mill, sorry, Bridgeport Mill yeah. and a convention, conventional lathe in the back of their garage, right? That's the people I grew up with. And as I grew older and went to school and started going over to sleepovers at people's houses going, hey, they don't have this stuff in their back, in their garage, you know? So I just kind of just grew up with this stuff. So by the time I was old enough to, you know, understand or get to the point where I was driving my dad had already won all these awards and created all these crazy cars you know so it was like for me that's just the way things were he had trophies in the house yeah oh yeah yeah so what was the youngest you remember ever going do you, do you remember going to like an award show with your dad like, oh yeah no i remember back in the late 70s i was a little kid you know five six years old yeah watching my dad win these awards or going up there with him to collect an award and picking your nose and putting like on picking flick, yeah and like... flicking boogers on the trophy <laughs> you, know, you know what i'm saying no i mean um yeah but but you know it, it i guess what it is is until i started getting into school and hanging out with other kids you know i'm just basically going over to my dad's buddy's house right yeah right so everyone he hung out with had a hot rod in the garage or they're building guy, a hot rod yeah. in the garage and it's like you know you when you're you're five six seven years old you're thinking dude everybody in orange county is building a hot rod like. yeah. <laughs> everybody's building a hot rod right you know so uh as i got older i realized you know when people are like dude your dad you know they're reading your magazine he's like oh and i'm like oh wow okay no 
I get it. This is way bigger than just my little neighborhood in Orange County. Like, this is way bigger than that, you know? And then as you get older and older, you get appreciate it more and more. And then it's just like, the next thing you know, I mean, my dad passes away in 2008. And this is the height of the internet. And, and Yahoo rates him as in number uh, top 10, number eight, right? Of most Google, most searched people that had died that year in 2008 well dude think about that like that in 2008 that that put into perspective at how famous my dad was like dude george carlin died that year bernie mac died that year like these are guys that i thought were fucking yeah beyond big, famous big, big, right yeah like so my dad's number eight search names of people that died that year and i was like wow that's that's kind of a big deal. And you know what? I mean, that's kind of why that's a big reason why I'm doing this because everybody, you know, there's a lot of documentation of what my dad did from the time he started American Hot Rod in 2003 or 4, right? To the time he died. But what made him get to that point was all the stuff that happened before that, right? I mean, uh, you in know, the house in in from the house to to Stanton to Wall Street, you know, Stanton, you know, then up to La Habra. You know, it's just, uh, that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm doing these podcasts. So, so I'm getting guys like you, right? And we're not all getting any younger, <laughs> right? Hey, Dennis, you look good. Thank you. Look you. Good, Dennis. Thank you. So, Dennis, are you still, are you surfing at all? You don't have been out in, in six months. Okay, we need you to get out in the surf. Come on, I'm too busy. Well, well, well you know, uh, you dropped an interesting tidbit on me. So can we can we share that with our, our audience? What is that? Your little brother is? Rockin' Figarelli. Rockin' Fig, Huntington Beach. The oldest hardcore surf shop in Huntington Beach. Yeah. So oh, is, yeah. This, is this shop still there? Little shop. Yeah. So Rockin' Fig, for people that don't know who are outside of, of Orange County in L.A., K Rock 106.7. Yeah, the staple uh, alternative music staple station. Staple alternative music station. If you were into the alternative rock and roll scene from the from the late 80s all the way through the 90s and now. Um, basically, uh, Dennis's was your half brother? Yeah. Dennis's half brother. Rock and his name was Rock and Fig. Yeah. And Fig it, is short for Finetti. Finetti, yeah. Because we got, we got Chuck Dent can pronounce Finetti. Finetti. So he called it Fig. So he called him Fig. Yeah. So he was a surfer. Huntington Beach had a surfer port on K Rock, and it was it every it was it every day, yeah, every morning, every morning, every morning thirty morning. or yeah, something right. like that. Every yeah. morning, right? Yeah. He, would, yeah. he would give the surf report for what Huntington Beach and, and oh, yeah. uh, the South Beaches uh, all like Newport, yeah, from all Vin over. Ventura, all over. Yeah. Manhattan, and I remember uh, because his surf shop was next to one of the original Wahoos in Huntington. So whenever yeah. we go surf down there. Go to Wahoo's, pass by, and like it just felt like you were part of the the culture, the fabric there, you know. So yeah, right on. That that's a cool little tidbit. And he's still there. <laughs> and you're first generation Italian American, right? Yes, I was born in New York City. You were little Italy. Kind of got that. What you call me, little I call, Italy? I call you yeah. little Italy. You, you talk yeah. a lot with your hands. It, it seems that way. Yeah. You know? Well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're about little five Italy. foot two, and you're Italian, so but I call you little. But I came Italy. out here. I come on. Well, hey, listen. I'm five can, can, eight. 
on my can license. I share, I, I, can, well, hold on. Five eight. Jesus, were you wearing? Were, were, <laughs> oh, I wear my dad's. You're wearing lifts. <laughs> okay. No. So check this out. Have you? Who's done uh, ancestry.com or twenty three and me? Have you done it yet, Steve? No, no, not yet. I don't want to know. No. So listen to this. No, listen to this. <laughs> okay. I'm a little disappointed. A little disappointed. Why? So okay. So you, uh, obviously. Dennis knows my mom's background. Mm -hmm. First generation Italian American. Both parents came over on a boat from Italy, 1912, right? 1913, right in there. Okay. My dad's family comes from Wales and England. This is what I've known, right? I do this ancestry.com. And you know, if you haven't done ancestry.com, they do with more data, they update it. Okay. Guess what? Guess what it says I'm 45% from? Germany. No. Worse. Estonia. <laughs> no, worse. Estonia. Bulgaria. Worse. Uh, uh, Mexico. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd be proud Cuba. of that. Cuba. I'd be proud, I'd be no, proud no, of all no, those guys. I, I'm, no. I'm Mexican. Sorry, I just, no, I know. I'm not making fun of myself. 45% from France. Yeah. French. No. So I'm having a little talk with my mom Frenchy. because I can't talk with my dad, obviously. So I'm French. trying to figure out how the hell, what's going on here. Wow. 45, the French thing never came up in anything in my life. What's with the hands? <laughs> the hands, the hands are obviously Italian. It's like you're but, holding a croissant. But as Sancho, <laughs> oh God, I can't even say it anymore. Yeah, no. Have you been to France? Uh, just very briefly. Have you been to Italy? No. You haven't been to Italy? I don't want to go. I've been to Italy. Yeah, I, don't want, I don't want to go. It's a little overrated. Come on. My <laughs> wife and my daughter just got back for the holidays. Yeah, my wife went there over Thanksgiving. So She did? Yeah, she did. I went there on a honeymoon with my wife. Congratulations. Yeah, a long time ago. You know what? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. I didn't go. I stayed home. Yeah, but you've been to Italy. I go to Italy all the time. All right. Well, okay, so you cook the Italian dinners on Sunday nights. I, I, I'm I direct and I do cook, but here's a big joke at my house. My wife says, oh, we're going to have pasta on Sunday because, you know, I barbecue a lot, yeah. right? Oh, great. So what do I see in my mind? What do you see when you say, uh, oh, pasta, meatballs, or, or what do you see? Yeah. Red uh, sauce, yeah, gravy, the, right? The Goodfellas cu uh, cutting the but garlic off But she cooks thin. like she's from Northern Italian. <laughs> it's always white and cream sauce, and I got to break out the, you know, the jar of good stuff so I can enjoy it, right? Dipping sauce. What, what, wait, wait, but what's your jar of good stuff? Where do you get it? I make it. Ah, uh, <laughs> hey, what about Claro's? You go to Claro's? Claro, go to Claro's all the ah, time. Family friends, yeah. right there. Claro's so what, what, up there or here, Tustin? Uh, no, uh, well, all the Claro's. They all started the, the whole thing. But, yeah. But so we, you, you like throwing your gravy just on regular spaghetti? Some like what, what? I throw it on everything. Every yeah. Eggs. You want an egg sandwich? <laughs> hey, whatever. Yeah. You want a spaghetti sandwich? Oh. Everything goes good with red sauce. <laughs> There isn't a thing. Okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever done any photography of food? Yes. 
Of course. Oh, man. <laughs> I got I got to see Steve, some of this Steve, stuff. What, come on, what are you thinking? Well, I of just course. I, I I I looked you up. I didn't see. Listen, the, you know. Listen. Hey, you know all of we were, This hey, guy hey, did the whole first hey, menu. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I forget about hey, it. Hey, camera for hire. Okay, <laughs> what do you got? Okay. <laughs> Torino's pizza, little pizza thing. Torino's, Torino's. You mean Tortino's? Tortino's in Irvine. Roof burners. Back in the 70s. They had conveyor belts making these things, right? Yeah. Bingo. We were the photographers, right? Yeah. Another uh, food place behind us. Smith bought them out, right? They come out with a new pizza thing. We do the, the boxes. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, um, coffee. Coffee. No, cute, the the Keurig, Keurig? Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Nestle did it. We did the work for Nestle. We did the coffee machines and all that yeah. stuff. Camera for hire. What do you have? Whatever. I'll shoot hands. <laughs> Stockings. I don't care. Uh, I, well, we also have to talk about what well, well, we got you here on, on the podcast. Do you have a line of clothing of all your famous uh, photographs? Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, because you got some gorgeous, gorgeous. So, so so here, here, here's the deal, Dennis. Dennis and I have been working on this deal for a while, and what it is is we're we're having a direct garment print process done um, using some of Dennis's best photography of my dad's cars over the last. You know, since 2000, right? That'll be available. Um, and then also, too, Dennis has his own, own line. As you can see, that Ferrari bag he's got. Yeah, look at all his goodies. Yeah, we, very, very nice. Oh, look ooh. at that. So for those of you that cannot see, it is the Illuma truck with the HRBB logo. And that'll, that will be available to purchase online and the French oh. Connection. One of my favorite shirts, it's a profile shot of the French Connection with HRBB Hot Rods by Bo- below it. It will be available once we launch this new yeah. site. I'll probably wear it later and uh, Chris will take an Instagram photo of me. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and then Ooh. he's also got the Ghetto Princess. Actually, I'm taking that one. Well, and, and uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a schmedium, so uh, we'll get Dennis in a good, no, nice little shot. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. I need to wash it. It's a large. No, but you know what? It's it's just the technology now these days with just with apparel and everything. It's just a, it's kind of a it's a great time really for content producers, right? It's like. What can you do with a photograph? What can you do with a photograph of a famous car? Yeah. Yeah. Or any car that people love. 356 Porsches, Ferraris. Well, and also, too, it's, it's, it's just with the technology, the, the image isn't compromised, right? In the past, how many times... Okay, let's go, oh. back, let's go back 20 years ago. You take a beautiful photograph of whatever car. Countach, Diablo... Tessarosa, okay? And someone says, I want to make a shirt of that. Guess what? You have to dumb it down. And it, you just, your, your photography never translated to the actual product. Because it was like you had to have somebody else reproduce that and get as close as possible. But now, 
with the technology that you ha- that, that yeah. is available. Dennis, I'm telling you, your photography is going to show up on these shirts. It's I'm looking at it right now, and you know everybody that lis- that's listening. By the time you hear this, we'll have something launched on our website yeah. where you're going to be able to buy these shirts, and you're going to be able to get the the essence of what Dennis captured. A Boyd Red. Ah, there you go. Red. red. Oh, red. Red has always been that color. So my dad made his name on Boyd Red, but reprinting red has always been a challenge. A bitch. A big pain. Right? (laughs) But I got to tell you, that French Connection shirt, that red car with the chrome accents on that black shirt, that's really nice. It looks like you're walking around wearing a piece of artwork. I mean, it really it, is because you are. I mean, the the print does justice to the photo, which does justice to the build. No, it really does. That's and, the and whole you know, point. And, and, exactly. and, and you know what? That's where we embrace technology, and we say, "Look, this is this is where we're going to go." This guy is the critic because he lived with the master builder. If this wasn't correct, I could. It's no, like he, and printing. he knows, and you know, and you know, I, I gotta say, Dennis is one of those guy. Dennis is one of those guys where, he's one of my mentors, when it comes to photography and creative. But he's one of those mentors where I, 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 I apologize if I ever upset you, but I bust your fucking balls. I, I bust his fucking balls all the fucking time, and you know what? But you know what? I can't this take is it. it. It's, it's fine. You're finally there where technology is meeting the, the <coughs> art of what you produced. And you can put on your shirt really close to what you photographed. Which is amazing. Well, with any good uh, you know, uh, artwork, when you can provide the devil in the details uh, in the medium, in the final like output, that, that's where the, the beauty lies. Like your, your artwork looks like it should. And that's that's exactly what the photo looks like, and it's crazy. I mean, it, it, Chris is really on point when he's talking about how technology has really come around, and like lend itself to make it so this crisp, beautiful image that you've taken is wearable on your chest. Yeah, exactly. no, I mean it's uh, like I said that that technology with the uh, you know that technology with the the. I'm, you know, and we're going to show this stuff the, yeah, because yeah, obviously okay. we'll you and I that. can talk about this we'll till we can, till we people can will have the face. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those things where. How many times we've we seen some dumbed down images of like T-shirts and, and technology, and you're like, eh, that's not kind of what I thought it was going to yeah. be. No, you get what you ordered, and it is very close to what the photography was. Exactly. No, so I'm excited about that, Dennis. I mean, you know what? You have a whole catalog of cars that we can we can do this with, and 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 we're launching this stuff with just the you know the the famous cars with the Ghetto Princess and the, yeah. the French Connection and the Luma Truck and the Luma Tub and you know all that and Boydster. 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 Yeah. And, well, and, Dennis, what's? Let me ask you a question. What? What are you going to work on now? What are we doing? What are we doing? 
what's the next big thing you see technology-wise? I mean, this direct-to-garment thing no, is, no, no. is a great thing. What What's going to come up, the big thing, is what you did on your Instagram. Yeah, what's that? That is the video of your new product. Yeah. Well, that you. is the big thing. And everybody I talk to, including the media people who produce this stuff for me yeah. and us, say, hey, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube's? Every, YouTube. Oh. Everything's going to motion. Wow. Okay, okay. Write that down, Steve. You write that down. Hold on. I gotta look into this YouTube thing. Is I gotta it see what's going on. Or while you? Is it you? You? <laughs> uh, listen, listen. <laughs> no. You know what? You're exactly right, uh, Dennis. I mean, you know, YouTube, all of it, all of the above, all that yeah. stuff's all gonna be all of the above, man. It, it's like I always say, man. Content is king, and the more that we can do, the more that we can put out there, the more that we can make aware to our brands, our hey, individual skills. What you guys did on that last post was spectacular Thank and you. interesting. It was like, wow, look at this. Look, look. You put the name of the wheel on the corrugation. Well, dude, that's you know what the motion graphics and stuff. I got to give credit to Steve on Whoa, that. Whoa, what a job! What a job! No, I mean it's. I've got to do something. In other words, I've got to do something with the static things. Well, Dennis, you we know have. how it goes. You're part of the you're part of the family, and we well, we're, we're gonna. You know what? An old hey, part hey, of hey, the we, family. We might have to bring Mike out of retirement. <laughs> And we might, I asked him to come, but he didn't come. But no, listen. we got to bring Mike out of retirement. We might have to add to his portfolio on the not not the Vietnam portfolio. How about but the this other idea? Portfolio. How about this idea? Yeah. Videos of these cars. Yes. No, that's, that's. Do you have them? Do you know where they are? No, we don't have them, but we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, that that's that's part of this uh, journey. We're gonna embark and, and try to. You know, go get some of this footage. Go hunt down no. some of these people. Yeah. But you know, then, Dennis, you, then you have the car going down the highway. You have the photographs of the car. Oh, you, and you know what, Dennis? The, there's, you know what, the thing of it is, too, you're still in the game. We're all in the game. And I'm, I'm like hunting down all these old boy cars. I'd love to get some of these old cars. Where are these? Yeah, no, that's... Just hang out, Dennis. The ghetto just, just, princess. Dennis, Dennis, Where's relax. the ghetto princess? Dennis, relax for a second here. Come on, I'm all excited yeah. about it. Well, Dennis, you know we're gonna definitely have you back on the show. We we, we feel like we just scraped the. I gotta the drag Mike in. No, no. Next time, you know what? I want to get Mike in here because you know what? We gotta put him through the fucking ringer because you know what I'm saying. He has, you know, he's like he's like he's got other stories. You no, know, he's got great stories and he's got a lot of knowledge. And you know what? But he's he, Mr. Quiet. Uh, it doesn't matter. We'll have okay. to bring it out of him. We, we're, you know, you we're, know what? Chris is pretty good at doing that. No, we'll, 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 we'll get him off. Now, let's, we'll tell, let's tell one more story before you cut me off the air. Okay, one yeah. more story. Okay, okay. Don't, Steve, don't cut him off. Okay. Hold on. Let, let okay. Him my finger's on the trigger. Okay, <laughs> one more story <laughs> before you boot me out of here. Yes. Okay? The red Chevy convertible. Yeah, oh... What did I do? Oh, Dennis, this is not good. It's not Okay, good. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
You tell your version of the story. Okay. Here's my version. This was this was the '56 convertible. '56 convertible for done for John John Sullivan. Right. Uh, it was on the TV show. Um, and you were supposed to pick it up and get it back to the shop. No, 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 no. Tippy Toe probably picked it up and brought it to me, but they brought it to me in the afternoon. Okay. Okay. Please so, don't, don't blame this on Tippy. Right no, no, no. Okay, okay. Uh, just go ahead. You know, you probably had to pinstripe it at, at the last minute, then it came no, to me. No, there wasn't a pinstripe. Don't blame it on that. Whatever. Don't, don't needed do that. the wheel put on it. No, no, it. but don't blame it on the wheel, guy. So we get it. You get it. It's the done. top is up. Top's up. Right. Go ahead. So I said, wow. I photograph it with the top up, do my thing, outside, inside, top up, do, go all around. And I said, okay, how do we get the top down? Call up Dwayne. Press the button on the dashboard. Hold it on the pivot point so it goes down. So we get it down. Then we photograph the interior, the engine, all the shots with the top down. Okay, beautiful. Came out beautiful. I think that interior was ostrich. Okay. What's a tan ostrich interior? Maybe. Okay. So, it's getting late in the day because I want one more shot. And the clouds are rolling in. And tippy-toe comes tippy-toe up. <laughs> and the car is done, ready to go on the flatbed. It was an open flatbed trailer. Yes transporter and I look up at the sky and I go it's freaking gonna rain you know what boy's gonna do to me if there's one drop on this ostrich tan interior we've got to get that top up so I said Jesus I called up Dwayne he goes press the button hold the pivot point blah 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 so I do it and it's coming up, or it's coming across to go down, and a bolt goes shooting into my <laughs> wall, shears off, and the bolt embeds itself in the, my studio wall. I go, Jesus Christ, could have killed somebody, but the top's up. Yeah. Okay, and I go, but we broke it. We broke the, we broke the car, the bolt. So we get it on the trailer. I follow the trailer all the way up to the plant. I get you. I go, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you got to help me out here. That bolt sheared off. And he goes, don't worry about it. You know, Chris is always, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The next day I come in, Chris said, don't worry about it. Your dad was on the set, clear across the garage. I'm sneaking around the back, probably go in to talk to Joe about money. And he goes, hey, Dennis, you broke the car. What did you do? <laughs> I go, I don't know what happened, boy. He relaxed continued shooting this 
episode, I go in and talk to Joe. I say, Joe, I said, I just got reamed walking in here from Boyd about breaking the car, and I was just about to tell him that I didn't build a freaking car. I just operated. He goes, you didn't say that, did you? I go, no, I was thinking. He said, good. (laughs) Don't say that. I said, yeah, but I'm from New York. That's the way it is. But everything turned out okay. They fixed it. No big deal. And I was saved by Chris again. Yeah. Many times. Many times. But you know what? The end the end product always saved your ass every time, Dennis. Thank you. Thank you. But you know what? Um, Dennis, I want to thank you for coming out tonight. Great times. And you know what? There's a lot more memories we've got to share. But we'll save that for another time. We yeah. should write a book. Uh, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. Well, Dennis Finetti, my ad photography. Do you want to give another plug? What do you F- got? FinettiImages.com. Yeah, FinettiImages.com. And that's spell it out because people, hey, that's they're not spelled, all Italians like we are. spelled in lowercase, by the way. Spell it out. F U G. N E T T I images I M A G E S dot com. Yes. So check it out because this dude just has a lot of history. A lot, um, lot of beautiful artwork for lot sale. Of be- um, you know, if wait, you, especially wait, if you just want to admire it. Especially if you're into the you know, not just hot uh, rods, dude. but this guy's got a lot of history in a Italian exotics. You know, I hate to say this about my daughter who runs the FinettiImages.com. Well, don't. Well, don't do it. I hate don't to say do it. this. Don't do it, Dennis. But but for what do we're it. doing, I love the history of my whole freaking career on Instagram, no, so, including well, when I used she, to have a lot of hair. She needs to be in here oh, for the you, next podcast. You know what? Yeah, you know I what? used to have a lot of hair. We, we we need to have her in here next time. To give, okay. Well, you know what? We need give we, no, daddy a little shit. You know we we need her, <laughs> but we need Mike, his partner, in here. Maybe he'll, I'll he'll, get he'll, Mike and and her both in here. She works at Chapman, just uh, two blocks away. But uh, she could say when she went to work for me back in the nineties, in the summertime, and we. St- Stuck her in the lab to make prints and stuff like this, and she comes out and she goes, "This is what you do, Dad. I don't want to do this." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my daughters, but you know what? Hey, Dennis, always a good time, a lot of good memories. Let's do this again, buddy. We'll do it. Thank All you. All right, right thank on. you. Thank you for coming to the show, Dennis. Uh, I think that wraps up another episode of the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Here in Old Town Orange. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys again next time. Bring it in, bro. <laughs>